Daddy Squared. Gay Dad Saved the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to day 12 of Gay Dad Saved the World. Alex, I think it's about time that you're going to talk about your junk food, you know, because you're enjoying shaming everybody <laughs> with their junk food. But I want li- people to understand what you're going through with yeah. your food, which means, I mean, for me, it was, you know, for lunch, I, I remember that I ate a quarter of a cake. Yeah. And then for dessert, I had cookies. Yeah. Look, I mean, so, so I was fat as a child. I mean, yeah. truly fat as a child and I have been working hard my entire life to uh, keep off the weight that I lost after I came out when I was like 23 or something like that and largely successful let's just say that the pandemic has not been good for that effort there are Duncan Hines brownies uh, there are cookies there is you know it's mostly like confections that I go for and I mean that coupled with the fact that you know we we feed the kids you know chicken nuggets and french fries and crap like that and that's basically what I eat is what they are eating it's bad this is a bad time for both keeping weight off and also for remaining healthy and I'm a little worried about it it's pandemic pancake panic ooh pandemic pancake panic it's p3 I like it. Um, yes, uh, you know, I, I do that too. I mean, I, I was never fat as a kid, but I do work out until the pandemic started and they closed the gym and I became depressed. Yeah. And I don't do that at home. I just, it's hard for me to actually find the, the right way to do it. We tried to do the bike and it broke. <laughs> we did. We broke, we broke our, our, our new stationary bike. We talked about that. Look, uh, look, I, I'll tell you, you know, um, We've been interviewing all these wonderful people and we've been hearing the stories of, of what they're doing uh, in their personal lives at home outside of work too and I, I'll be honest like I feel um, a little bit ashamed of the way so many of these guys are doing what they're doing you know as we're saying on the front lines of the pandemic and then they're coming home and they're actually more or less behaving themselves about what they eat and about staying active and I I'm not I feel as if I've sort of um, given in to the isolation and the lockdown of this thing and said oh fuck it what's the point um, that's not Not healthy, but it does feel you know it feels like what I've been doing. The good news is that when uh, we're back from the lockdown, we're going to uh, do the transformation, which is very yeah. exciting. Yeah, uh, by the way, I have to say, out of all of the people who gave us their shame meal, yeah, I think the best one so far is the fried dough. Ah, yes, the deep fried dough. yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, I, I agree because look, when you can't be bothered to even prepare a full recipe and you just say, well, to hell with it, I'll make some dough and fry it. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. It's John, John Cunningham. Well done, John. <laughs> Today we're calling Georgia. Uh, Chad, he's an internal medicine physician and a COVID team member in his hospital. Uh, we're going to talk about what does it mean, actually. It's not the Daddy Squared podcast unless I make fun of my husband every now and then with his what accent. What did I say wrong now? You say COVID when it's... Everybody else pronounce it COVID. COVID. Oh, okay. 
Magnificent. Thank you. It's a story to be a foreigner. All Don't right, worry about Chad. It. By the way, Chad is my favorite name in the whole world. It's true. This is true, I, by I, the way. I, I, I can call my, my kid Chad, Chad. If I had allowed it, which yeah, I would yeah. not have ever allowed. Yeah. <laughs> because, because look, as much as, as, much as Chad, uh, Chad is a very impressive person from the the interview and all that. Chad. I, I have to say that when a person's name is Chad, you just, you, he's Don't wearing, he has to be wearing do, a do, Lacoste do. shirt and like have flippy hair and you know. All right. Dreamy. All right. <laughs> all right, Chad, let's talk to you. Let's call you. Hi, Alex. How are you? All right. Where uh, where are you located? I am in Savannah, Georgia. We recently relocated from Washington, D.C. about mm, 10 months ago. Got it. Which one do you think is better for uh, for gay dads? You know, I mean, I feel like you can't get um, more liberal than D.C. <laughs> right. Maybe like San Francisco. But um, Savannah actually is a pretty nice um hub for the queer community because of the Savannah College of Art and Design. So I think within Savannah proper, there's a lot of acceptance. um, But I definitely have had my share of uh, sideways glances and things like that from some of the people who come from more conservative uh, uh, communities right outside of Savannah. And you're sure they're not hitting on you. That's it's a negative kind of sideways glance. I'm just checking. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, I also understand that your governor uh, is now advocating that people go out and lick each other's faces or whatever that's about. That's true. As long as you follow it up with a Lysol chaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Chad, can you please uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, your career is and how it's changed as, changed as a result of this uh, pandemic? Yeah. um, So I'm an internal medicine physician uh, working at one of the hospitals down here. I spend part of my time in the hospital and part of my time in the clinic setting. And I actually do a lot of teaching for one of the local universities. Um, And as a result of this pandemic, we did kind of shift around our schedules temporarily just to kind of minimize exposure of our residents and faculty to the virus. And then clinically, we usually, when I work with residents, they'll go in and see the patients and then I'll go in and see the patient. And so if there's anyone we suspect might have COVID or the coronavirus, I will just see them by myself because I figure if I have to see them anyway, what's the sense of Right. Exposing them unnecessarily. Have you had a significantly, uh, I mean, it's not a particular hot spot, Savannah, I don't think, but it certainly is enough of a center that it's got to have some, right? Yeah, we, we uh, because we're a bigger uh, medical center, we do pull from some outside communities. So we get some people who have been transferred from other areas. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do think that we are fortunate in that our mayor, uh, before even Kemp acknowledged that we should uh, close down the state, um, started doing it with the city. So I think we got ahead of it. And I think a lot of the local businesses are actually trying to stay closed until it's a little bit more out of the, uh, the window. What are you doing at the end of the day when you, uh, when you go home, are you doing a Silkwood shower on the front lawn? What, uh, (laughs) 
Um, so I do. So usually when I go to work, I wear scrubs and I wear gym clothes underneath so that um, I actually switch out of my scrubs and just wear the gym clothes underneath in the car. And then I get into the garage, strip down naked, <laughs> throw Shake all my stuff bow. in the washer and then shower right away. Um, so I, uh, I have I have a question regarding the structure of the the hospital in in times like this. Are there like is there like a team that uh, that uh, treats only COVID patients and the, and the others like treating other patients, or is like everybody's treating everything? So we tried that a little bit because um, usually we have four, five teams on our teaching service, and we actually went down to four. And initially, um, we only had my team. covering the covid patients um, but because the volume increased we had to expand it but mm. we do have a few providers who are at higher risk of more serious illness and so we try not to let those people see the the patients who are suspected to have it got it well so can you take a, tell us a little bit about what you have at home uh, uh, in terms of your family and, and how you got them yeah yeah of course uh, well I snagged my husband um, at work. I was a, a medical yeah. resident and he was uh, my attending. So very Gray's Anatomy, I oh, guess. Oh, my attending. <laughs> uh, Jan, I'm going to refer to you as my attending from now on. Anytime. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and so we got married about five years ago almost. And um, pretty much right away, we decided that we wanted to initiate the uh, process with surrogacy and did a lot of research and signed up um, it, uh, soon after we got married with an agency that helped us locate a surrogate. Mm -hmm. um, but it took a really long time. It was like, I think at least two years before we finally got matched mm -hmm. with someone. Um, but luckily, I mean, it was worth the wait because we instantly clicked with uh, Liz and Jeff, who our, our, our surrogate and her husband, and they have two of their own kids that are great. So we uh, went through the process and uh, had a successful first run. I know a lot of people have struggled with transfers and things, but we were lucky um, in that we got pregnant with the first try. And that's how we got Diana, who's uh, just turned two last week. Oh, wow. Diana, by the way, is an incredibly awesome name. Awesome, if you guys may yeah. love the name Wonder Diana. Woman. Yeah, it's kind Diana of Wonder Prince. Woman. Yeah, exactly. So we, uh, I like was really into mythology and I was trying to figure out names that wouldn't be too weird. And so uh, I really like Diana because it's the kind of Roman version of Artemis, who's the goddess of the hunt and nature. Right. Um, and so that's why I chose that name. And then Ray was like, Oh yeah. Wonder woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then in interestingly, I actually was on the treadmill at my gym in DC when we still live there and on the treadmill next to me, got Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And yeah. I she does exercise amazingly that, that, that we named our daughter after her. <laughs> um, she was really sweet about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, what we'd love to know is, um, so you're, so how you have one, uh, one kid, Diana. We do. Yeah. And she's, how old is she now? Two. So I guess at two, um, I'd love to know how the two of you are handling her in this, uh, in this lockdown period. Um, it's a lot of following her around to do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> right. um, I think we're lucky enough in that she doesn't 
really have social needs. Like I think a lot of people with older children are trying to figure out how to keep their kids engaged with their peers, but Diana's pretty content in um, just kind of playing with us. So that makes it nice, but it's also difficult because she isn't really into independent play yet. So um, it's very difficult to get a lot done when uh, you're home with her. So a lot of my teaching and things I would have to do during nap time. And one time I was giving a lecture and she decided that would be a great time to learn how to take off her diaper in the middle of the nap. (laughs) Uh, So I had to clean that up. Um, But uh, I think we've been managing as best we can. The nice thing too is we actually relocated to Savannah because that's where Liz and Jeff live, our surrogate and her husband. And we became so close with them through the whole process that we decided that we wanted to actually raise Diana um, with them more heavily involved. So oh, that's amazing. Um, a lot of times if we need help, we'll um, have them watch Diana and we do the same thing with their kids. So that means that you guys, you know, I've wondered if there's a term for this. Uh, you guys have sort of like um, uh, connected your social distancing situation with, with the other family, right? So you guys go back and forth to each other's homes. Yeah, we do. And I, I, I feel it's like, mostly out of necessity because we like wouldn't be able to take care of Diana in some situations and her daycare is closed. So uh, we have just kind of expanded our family definition to, to uh, physical addresses, I guess. Right. (laughs) Well, there's, there's a part of me that feels like, you know, again, it it has to be based on a pretty hefty amount of trust, but you know, Mm -hmm. uh, these tiny little standalone families like, like ours, um, it's real hard for people in a house and nobody else involved, um, for, you know, six weeks now, uh, it, it runs up against a limit, you know? Yeah. Um, can you share with us any of the kind of the positive things that have come out of this experience for you over the last weeks? Um, I would say that I've been having a really fun time of actually getting to spend, you know, the day with Diana because usually it would be, you know, picking her up and then getting her ready for dinner and bath time and playing a little bit and then time for bed. But I've been able to really get bond with her more, which is wonderful. Um, And then we've, Actually, I guess uh, our city has actually canceled recycling pickup uh, through this process to minimize the amount of people who need to go out and be exposed. And so we've been working on some upcycling projects right now. I am turning a bunch of cardboard boxes into a vanity for her. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. yeah, but I think it's also nice because you just start to realize like what at the end of the day is like the most essential part of your life and you don't need to go out to dinner or, you know, uh, to the movies and things like that. Um, what you really need is just your family and um, and your health to to be happy. Right. Well, Thank you. And, and you know, before we finish, I, I do want to ask a question that is, you know, far and away more important than all of the other ones. And, and I would ask you to dig deep into your heart when you answer this question. It is... Oh, briefs. Over the last... <laughs> over, the, over the last week or two, can you divulge to us the most shameful and embarrassing thing you have eaten? Ooh. Yes. Um... So that's a daily occurrence. I have like a major candy problem. <laughs> Can you be more explicit, please? 
Alex What's is that? looking for ideas. Oh, can you please be more explicit? I need details. Oh, I mean, I have like, like I eat very well and I try to exercise every day. I've been doing a lot of YouTube videos and running and stuff like that. Closed. And then I eat, you know, good breakfast and lunch and dinner. And then as soon as Diana's down for bed, I like get out the sweet tarts. <laughs> Sweet tarts? You're bringing sweet tarts to me? Oh, sir, we yeah, are going to have to discuss discuss what shameful is because sweet tarts is to me like a, a healthy snack. But okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> Chad, um, we also did discover that um, our favorite taco restaurant does uh take out and we have been doing that to support local business right and you can actually get a gallon of margaritas oh <laughs> now give it to you in what looks like a milk that's jug. interesting and you can bring it home yeah and they're now very strong so you've, you've, we have polished off a couple of those too yes you have finally arrived where i was trying to go <laughs> the gallon of margaritas <laughs> works for me chad thank, thank you, you so much um for taking the time yeah, no to problem. talk to us and for what you do and we do love the idea of a naked doctors in the garage calendar oh, yeah. which we're gonna talk to you about later on okay perfect sign me up <laughs> all right bye-bye chat bye all right bye, bye. that's good